Welcome to Educators with Oil Podcast, where we discuss education with God, teaching with love, and inspiring with faith. Take your oil with you. Let God guide your steps in the classroom. Co-hosts Ronette Branham and Shanae Moore. Welcome to Educators with Oil podcast. Hello, welcome to Educators with Oil. We are here to discuss biblical strategies for effective teaching. I am Ronette Branham and this is my co-host Shanae. How are you today, Shanae? I am fabulous. And yourself? I'm great as well. And I am ready to delve right into our topic of organization and routines. Uh, There's a lot that could be said under those two categories, a lot under organization. You could just be talking about organizing your classroom, organizing your mind, organizing, making a routine for your classroom, for your students, for yourself when you come in. So we could uh, we could talk about this days on end. Yes. So I just want to talk about in general how to be organized and why you should be organized. And um, my thing is, I know you said it uh, too, about clutter and chaos. Yes. And I know if you have a lot of clutter, you're going to have chaos. Things are not going to be in order. And you're going to have some drama from the students from in your own life, wherever you have that chaos at, you're going to have drama. So just for that script, just because I said that, I have a scripture, 1 Corinthians 14 and 40. And, and 1 Corinthians 14 and 40 says, let all things be done decently and in order. I take that to me, have, have some order to your things. I used to say I had order to my chaos because if my desk was a mess, I knew where everything was at. But yeah. you might look at it's messy, but no, we got to get rid of all that clutter because that that's like um comes from like, it makes you think, well, what is going on in, in your mind with all this chaos, all this clutter? It's, it's hard to relax. It causes stress when you have too much junk around and you find out if you clean up and organize everything, it, it looks better. You feel better. Yeah. So, um. Yeah, like it seems like it seems like because I was the same way the first two years of my teaching, my desk was crazy. I used to always get in trouble about it. And I thought I was so organized and I, I thought I was good with it. It seems like it works for me. But once I started to clear my desk and I had a new mind state, uh, that's that, that mantra that I said to myself that I now say it all the time is clutter creates chaos. But it started with me telling myself that because I really oh. thought my desk was good. But now that I start to see a beautiful, clean desk, I realize how happier I actually am. I thought it was good when it looked like that. But no, I'm actually <laughs> much better when it's clean and organized. And I tell the students, don't touch my desk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have, I have a few things on my desk, but I can, I can see now when I go to my new classroom, I'm to have more room. Yeah. I didn't have storage space, so it was like a stack here, a stack here, a stack here. But now I can spread out a little bit, so I, I, I can see. But it does 
it does make you feel better, and you, even in your home. Watch when you clean up your house, and you have a lot of white space going on. I like white space in my home. I don't want something in every spot. Yeah. You see pictures on my wall. There's like a little organization to it. Like, yeah. oh, there's two pictures here and something right here. There's on that side is something right there and two pictures. It's not going to be like just a whole lot of stuff. Yes. You're looking for coming to my house. You look for family pictures. You might see a few. Like my grandkids around, but no, I'm not. Ha- I just can't relax like that. Yes, that's true. And so, yes, so organization reduces. What do you think organization reduces? Stress. Yes, it does. <laughs> right. Clutter takes a toll on our spirit, on our health. It does. If you just have things everywhere, you just, you frustrated because a lot of times when you have a lot of clutter, you don't want to clean it. You're like, ah, oh, this is too much. I don't want to do it. But if you put everything where it belongs in the first place, yeah, I think you are good. Only uh, I can see you drop one thing um, every now and then. You might put something somewhere, and it, it, it might not bother you because everything else is in order. But if uh, the general rule is to keep that everything organized, and you have a plan. Um, also, you can organize your daily schedule. Oh, if you look at your schedule, okay, for the most part, um, the schedule might be made for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you have to have 90 minutes of literacy, 90 minutes of math. Maybe you get to choose where you put it, but then you have break times in between. What are you going to do during that break? One day you might want to schedule a relaxation break. Some days you might need to go and uh, make some copies or get manipulative prepared but if you do that organize everything it, it just makes everything flow better yeah and that's a that's a big deal in my classroom I think that's what helps my classroom management so much is my routine and I say it to my students all the time we do the same thing every day when not necessarily the same task not the same skill but when you come into my classroom we do the whole group first then they go into their centers and they, I set up a routine where even the centers are still the same. It's not the same game every day, but one center yeah. is games. I can constantly keep changing those games, but it will still all year be a game section and they will be over here. When it's time for you to work independently, you'll be at your desk. When it's time to work with your group, you'll be over here in this corner. And then I have my white table where that is the guided reading. So our guided reading, guided math, whatever it is. But that's the routine that I set in my classroom. I can constantly keep changing the skill in each group, but you got to have a routine and have that organized. And it makes your life, my life is so much easier for when I first started teaching. I did not have that in place. I will constantly keep changing up and I want to do this and this student is struggling. Oh, and this yeah. So let me try to meet all the needs, have a routine and then constantly change that around, but get that organized. And I, it's the same thing literally for math too. Yeah, it is. Game for math instead of a reading game. It's still independent work. It's still group work, and it's still working with the teacher. So mm-hmm. it's very important. It makes your life very easy to be organized and have those routines. And it, and it makes your students um, prepared, and they understand. Well, it's time for this. It's time for that. Yeah. And yeah. they know you set up, you organize the groups. My, usually in my class, the reading groups and the math groups are different. They're not the same people in the same group because math and reading is different. And they understand. I have the, their groups posted. And mm-hmm. if I say group one is working with the teacher first, 
And yeah. and then the other ones are working on their own or however, whatever they're doing or working in the group with their with their peers, they know and we're talking about literacy, they know in math. And so they they are at ease. They're not yeah. frustrated and and um their mind is able to just relax and go with the flow. Yeah. And because that chaos of the students not knowing what's happening, yeah. what we're gonna do. Every day, you're right. Every day is the same. Every yeah. day is the same. You're learning something new, but it's the same. Yeah. And the, the students are relaxed in knowing that. Because I remember as a substitute, I would come in a classroom and I had to figure it out. And it's the students, I don't care if they were in the first grade, kindergarten, whatever, sub, whatever class I was in, the students knew their routine. Yeah. I said, no, that's not how my teacher does it. And I always say, your teacher's not here, right? But no. Let yeah. those kids be at ease. Let yeah. me be like, let me be the one that has to change with it. Because yeah. they need to keep it moving the same way. Let that flow go. That's and um, it increases productivity. It does. Right? If you're organized, yeah. you're ready to get to work. I'm yeah. ready. I have, I come in, I have either SEL video or I have a, a writing prompt or some kind of do now on the board for the students to do it so that when when Breakfast is over and we're ready to start work. We're ready because everything is organized. Yeah. Uh, they're not like, wait, give me five minutes. Let me get this. I got to run over there. Let's everybody, let's go to the copy machine. You got to make some copies. Or you're using all your ink up trying to make some. No, be ready. The students are ready to work. Guess yeah. what? If you're not ready and you have to get things together, what's going to happen with the students? Especially yeah. the ones that you have an issue with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's the drama comes in there. Yeah. It, and when you have that, I, I like that you said that to post it up in the classroom. I have the groups posted in the classroom. The students, they get their own uh, copy of the center rotations. And this is your group and you should be going to this center. So, and what it does to, and when you have those in place and you write them all out, write down the routines too in the classroom. Like you said, mm -hmm. morning routine, you should be doing it from this time. Write that out on the paper because it, it creates more productivity but also it gives you more time for those students who might be students with special needs in your classroom mm -hmm. and you can give more time to them to help them out. And it's just like, okay, well, everybody else got the flow of the routine. Yeah. Student more individualized attention. And sometimes students like, okay, you got to make sure that they have take their jacket off and like, you got to help them with those little tasks while everybody else can do that independently, but you're still, you have to help that student. But yeah, that's the learning loss teacher when I was at someone that learning loss teacher was said, let me tell you about your class. They were like, we got to do this and then we do this and then we do that. I was like, oh, I'm so proud. And <laughs> like, they know because it's daily routine. Yeah. And they have it because you can't just come in disrupting yeah. their routine. Exactly. You have all kind of kids on all on a spectrum. Yeah. Like from yeah. I need a structured routine to I'm going to go with the flow, whatever my teacher says to do. Then yeah. some people are like, okay, I need a little bit of wiggle room, but I still need my structure. Yeah. So if you have that in place and you watch it, because I, I, I keep on saying it, but I was in your class only one time. <laughs> I got all that out of your class. If I was to evaluate you, yeah. you would have been like, okay, she going to go around everybody's class and show everybody how to get this routine down. Yeah. Because your students, when you did the the reading workshop, mm -hmm. they knew how to answer the question. They did the group all together. And then 
they had to go to their stations and you were at the table and you didn't work with a whole bunch of students. You work with one student because they were like below or something, but everybody else was in line. I'm talking about kids who I know for a fact, they don't like to follow rules. I mean, you didn't have, there was no drama. They were following that whole routine. And that was what, four years ago. I never forgot that. Like, no, the students get that, they understand it. Then they're prepared when a sub comes in, when you're out, just say you're out. They're not gonna give the sub pumps because they know what's supposed to be happening. And um, like, oh, it reduces so much stress, so much drama. And um, you're there to educate a student, right? So if we're there to educate, we need to be highly organized. I don't care what anybody says about, we like to fill things out. You're filling it out all the time, but you have to have that organization because you need to educate a student. You have time to waste time. Students, we think we have, our our schedules are so jam-packed, but they wouldn't be if we followed the routine and we did it as the schedule permits. Yeah. It'll flow nice. Yeah. And you can educate, get to your job. Because we're supposed to be a model. We can't tell them to clean out their desk and why their desk look messy and then turn around and our desk look messy. We're supposed to be modeling. I had, yeah, I was this teacher where my desk had stuff piled up. I took a picture. I probably still got the picture and it was insane. But I was right. telling the students, your desk is so nasty and messy. And, and then my desk is messy. Like right. insane. You have to be a model for them at all times. But like, uh, like you were saying about the schedule, helping to be organized with the schedule is important because I, I know a lot of teachers when I've seen it when I was on my internship, teachers will go over the schedule. Like if it's reading time and you know, you're supposed to have only 90 minutes and they're like, no, but I really want to get this. I do not do that. I do not do that. And I promise you, my students are still successful and still achieve and still increase levels. When that time is up, I actually stop at 10 minutes early so I can do my brain break. But mm-hmm. I don't go over the schedule. I stay on point and organized with that routine and with the schedule. And if we miss something, we're going to have to get it during enrichment time or we're going to do it during yeah, the yeah, yeah. I stop it. I stop it. You have to because you're going to get so stressed out about, oh, I didn't finish and they're not going to get this. They will be fine. You, you, be. Mean, you mean you don't add, you if you didn't get to it, you don't extend your schedule. That's what you mean? Like you're going to stay in my schedule. No. So no, yeah. we're talking about the whole group part. That's yeah. probably the part where I have to spend the most time with mm-hmm. it. And I just stay on top on time with everything. So if I oh, know yeah. oh, if we're doing centers and um, I know this, some a group missed out on five extra minutes. No, we just keep on moving around to our station. So sticking with every single time in the schedule. Absolutely. I have to, I don't do it now, but I had to because till I got used to how much time it really takes to say this amount of stuff, I had to time, put a timer on for everything yeah. when we changed. So okay. I put a timer. Now I don't have to do it. I just look at the clock and I remember. But yeah. I did have to just yeah. to keep it because I'm like, we're running out of time. And guess what? When you do that, the kids know there's no set time for even enrichment, right? There's no set time. They know it's no set time. If, it, if you have uh, 20 minutes for it, just say you have 20 minutes and then you go over it every single day, you go past math, right? You go past math and you're still, the kids are not going to get finished. 
Yeah. They're not. I uh, promise you they're not. But that's if you, every day you have a timer, yeah. math is over in at two o'clock, two minutes to, to two. Yeah. Math is over at two minutes to two. Yeah. You have to move over. But if they know you're going to keep on working, you yeah. know, keep on working in a small group, they can keep coming to you about this math problem. Or start talking then, to other students. They're never going to get finished. Yeah. I promise. There's going to be a couple, you know, the ones who get finished. And then yeah. they're looking in your face. Now what? Yeah. No, come on. And I also take it as an assessment. Um, like you do have the students that this year that just passed, I had a student that she just moved very slowly. She wrote very slowly. She talked very slow. Everything was just very slowly. So I, I did a close assessment of that. But there are some students that if they're taking that long, if you realize you are, I used to think that in the beginning, I used to think if I give them an extra 10 minutes, they'll finish mm -hmm. 20 minutes, 30 minutes, extra time. But they don't finish. They no. some of the students. That means they're struggling with it. Do not frustrate them. Frustrate with them and say, "I'll give you extra ten minutes." No, just stop them right there. Put them yeah. at. It's okay. We're gonna try it again another day. But right. keep on having them frustrated sitting at the desk. Like I don't get this, and now I got ten more extra minutes. Or I gotta be stuck with this. this. Right. right. That's yeah. drama. Right. That's yeah. drama. It is. That's they start to act out. Yeah. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. It is. And then they need to, we have to create good life habits. And then it, how are we going to create good life habits? And we're teaching them, if you don't finish, just take more time. Yeah. No, we have deadlines here. Okay. You have deadlines, period. Okay, if I didn't get finished, then you need to teach the student how to get it done. Yeah. You know, how to get your work done. Okay, if you are struggling with this problem, skip that one, go to the next one. And then come back to it, read it. Maybe you can read it to another student, another student can explain it differently. Or when you get to the teacher working in the teacher's group, maybe she can explain it a little bit better. But no, I, I promise you, it's time to do your report cards. The teachers, the principal says June 10th, they have to be in. Oh, uh, Dr. So-and-so, principal, Miss Principal, I'm not ready to give me five more days. No, it's not how it works. Let them do that with your paycheck. What you gonna say? Oh, payroll's not ready. I'm gonna give you give me two more days. That's not life. No, no. That's not life. You have to. Yeah, we have to teach you, and we can. We yeah. can. In kindergarten, they know. You you see kindergarten. You see some kid kindergarten following the whole routine straight down the hallway and getting to that class. Then you see some dragging along because they know somebody's gonna wait for them. Yeah. If you act like you're leaving them. <laughs> nah, <Yeah>. I <laughs> They'll pick up the pace. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they need that. They 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 need that. And that's why you have the centers and things in place like that too. So it constantly reminds you we gotta move on. And but also when we go back to our, our last episode before the other one, um, our episode where we were talking about the different learning styles. They are they probably if doing it independently, they would need more time. Mm -hmm. when you go put them and they go to that next center or working with a group, they might get it done faster. Right. So just put them in a different group. Assessing them. The other centers are just a different way to assess the same skill. That's what it is. So you just put in, that's why you got to keep them moving. Don't leave them stuck in independent practice. They might right. get it in the group one. They might get it when you do the game. They might get it when you are meeting with them. I mean, I try to meet my all of my students every single day. Yeah. Four, groups, four rotations and meet with them. And maybe they'll show you that they get it when they're working with you. So that's cool. Yes, the learning styles, because they're going to get it one. They're going to get it, or if that's that's going to let you know if they just cannot do it. They have they have to 
be taught again yeah. or or they have to be taught slower that's when you have yeah. that's how an organized teacher frees up time yeah because then if you go through your groups and your rotation you free up time at the end in our school we have that um extra time enrichment time yeah. that way you have all that hour or however long it is 40 minutes you have that whole hour but if you stretch out math into the enrichment time you don't have time to yeah. even teach something that all your students are struggling with yes that yeah. frees up that's called organization less drama you already know not to mention if a kid if a student or a child can't work in groups and you keep them in a group for longer than they can handle it yes they're going to be disturbing people. The problem's going to be then the students not going to work with them. Yeah. I I've seen it all. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. yes, yes. So being organized. Oh my goodness, that's just um, it's helpful to the students and for you. And that's not even it. Just being organized in the classroom, being organized your whole life because it, it's going to overflow. You know. If I'm organized, I know I get up at this time in the morning and I have to make my breakfast or do what I have to do, go to the gym, whoever does whatever they do in the morning. Then if you have that organization, then you can do everything. You're not rushing because you know you this is what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. And you plan. It goes back to planning. Yeah. You can't start something if you have a plan for it. How are you going to organize unless you, you know, you got a plan for it. Did you want to say something else before I say really how you organize? Yeah, um, just talking about how I create my routines and how I have it laid out just so that I could be more organized. So I write down, I have a morning routine and I have a night routine. And I literally write it out just so that I can be more organized in my life because I have a huge problem with being late. <laughs> and I'm always <laughs> late for work. I'm always late for everywhere. I just think that I have more time than I actually have. So I'm always late. So if I do not follow my routine, if I don't go to bed at a certain time, if I don't do all of my stuff on my routine that I have laid out, it affects me. And I, if I get to work late, I start off unorganized. I start off stressed out. I start off mentally imbalanced. Like, no, it just, it's a trickle effect. So start off my morning with my walk. I do my 45 minute walk and all of that, like I need to have that organization. So if you forget it, write it down, write down your routine, write it down in your notebook. Right. Um, my kids, like if you come to my house, I have chart paper everywhere because I write down everything. They got their <laughs> yeah, really. words, they got their, their chore routine, they got what do you need to do in the morning time, brush your teeth, everything. Yeah. About everything because I want it to be stress-free in the morning time and bedtime. Yeah, you do. And, and, and it get it. Eliminates all the chaos, all the drama, because then everybody knows what they have to do. They yeah. do it. I, you yeah. know, you see people with multiple kids, multiple children, and you're like, how do you do that? I couldn't do that with one. And then you have five, and they're just following along. How does that work? But they have a, a, a organization, some kind of plan set in place. So that's what we have, like a couple more minutes. And yeah. I'm going to say how. You can get organized. You have a purpose in mind, in your head. This is my purpose. My purpose is to be able to educate the students with extra time, you know, and have extra time, eliminate some of this extra drama in my classroom, my purpose. And I have to plan for success. Don't plan for um, 
you whether you're teaching a lesson or building a house, a good plan helps you get things done efficiently, effectively, and correctly. A good plan stimulates creativity because once you, the chaos is done, your mind is open that you can see what should be done. You can get new ideas without all that chaos in. Then set up a schedule, like Sinead said. She has a schedule for what she does. So it takes discipline to stick to a schedule, yes. but it pays off. It pays off. Yes. That's what I'm hearing. It pays off. The key is to set up an efficient system that works best for you. Sinead's system won't work for me because I'm not about to get out there in the morning time and start walking. Yeah. It's not going to happen. It's not. I get to work on time because I'm not trying to fit stuff in. I'm not trying to get up earlier. Yeah. Now, I might stay up late. You said, let's go for a walk at 10 o'clock at night. I'm good. Oh my God. 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock in the morning, I cannot. Wow. My schedule, it, they won't work for me. Yeah. And it won't. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a night person. Wow. Then you got to get rid of all the distractions. Clean up. Clean, Clean up. up. Yeah. You don't need paper everywhere. Yeah. You see all these stacks on your desk? Buy some little shelves. Yeah. I bought more shelves. I bought more little organizational bins. Yeah. And keep a calendar. They're calling you, talk about picture day. you like, what? Mm -hmm. Picture day? Huh? Today's Thursday, our PD? Uh, mm -hmm. huh? Yeah. People came to my class to relieve me all the time. And I'm like, okay, yeah. all right. I didn't have, <laughs> but I know you keep that calendar. You don't yeah. have to tell me twice. I'm not going to keep on forgetting. Uh, and then lead a balanced life. You say you get up and you exercise in the morning. I exercise in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. I walk. Before I even get home, I go decompress. That way, I walk. So before I even get home, I stop at the mall, go around the mall, or get home and then go around the neighborhood. I do it. Have a balanced life. You need to eat healthy. You need to plan for it. Plan to eat healthy. Plan to live healthy. You know, Sinead's talking about that morning meditation. Yeah. You have to have a balanced life. You just can't be teacher, teacher, teacher all day long because you're going to be burned out. And yeah. then what? Have an organized organization leads a stress leads to a stress-free yeah. life yeah and let's not forget first the number one thing is prioritize god first even in the classroom prioritize god we should be glorifying god everything we do should be in god's name so we can glorify god so starting off with there seeing that we're cluttered and messy and we have so much chaos and drama in the classroom that's not glorifying god we need to always glorify the lord and what we do. Yeah. I like those little pointers. That's definitely what we need to be yeah. organized. Uh -huh. Yes. Remember, decently and in order, walking with oil, you got it. We got it. We can do it. And then we'll look at our desk and see everything is in a place. You won't lose things. Mm -hmm. Right. The students will know, mm -hmm. okay, this is, uh, you know, how it's going to flow. This is yeah. it. The students are relaxed. Everybody's productive. Students are productive. Don't think for one second that the students, that you're being too firm and being too strict with the students and we got to do this. You can have flexibility. You can, of course, if there's a fire drill, if there's something going on, you have to stop your routine and you have to be adaptable and figure it out when you get back to the classroom. But don't think that the students are like, this is, this is bad for them. The students love routine. I have never had a class, a student who did not love 
structure and routine. They do. They love it and they need it because you will see if you stop your routine one day, the whole class is just going to fall apart. They need it. They need it. So great points. Thank you for summing it up at the end, Rana. That was beautiful. We're going to end it right there. Um, Be sure to like us, share, subscribe, follow us on Facebook, Educators with Oil. You can reach us at our email, educatorswithoil at gmail.com. And thanks again for joining us with another episode of Educators with Oil. We'll see you next time. Next time.